a, a slow, meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's gotta go now. We're with Josh Kerr. All right, here, David Rivich. Josh Kerr. David Rivich. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivich. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sit and Kick podcast. I'm your host, David Ribich. And I'm your better host, Josh Kerr. Today, we're sitting and kicking it with the master of range. Is he a 15 guy, 5K guy, 10K half? Let's hope he stays with the 5 and 10 because there's too many Brits in the 1500. Uh, anyway, I'm getting off topic. So there's going to be another nice little two Brits on Little Davey uh, episode, which is always fun. And it is, of course, Mark Scott. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, very good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Be nice to team up on Dave, two Brits together. Yeah. So, looking forward to it. It should it should be a good one. Do you? So, just to start us off, do you know who Dave is? He's a big name in the Sit and Kick podcast world, but you know, it, you know, in your world, do you know who he is? I had to research the guy. Look at those <laughs> those PRs and stuff. But nice. That's a PBs for me and Josh instead. Yeah. But yeah. Nah, hey, it's Dave, good to it's good to finally there. meet you, Dave. I've heard some stuff. Oh, that's always not a good way to start a conversation. I've heard some stuff. So, um, yeah, it's nice to meet you. I'm a little upset that you have an, ac- an accent as well to match Josh. Um, that uh, makes me feel less important on the podcast when two guys sound cool and I just sound like a normal American. Um, but, yeah, let's get back to you since you're the guest. This isn't an intervention for me. So um, you're racing a 10K coming up. Yeah, that's correct. Where is it? Where, is it? where are you going to do it? uh it's in los angeles location obviously i have not even been sent the details yet but yeah flying to uh la tomorrow so is that a currently is that a flagstaff right now is one of those Jeep yeah Jazz sound running the pun on nice yeah that's it that's pretty sweet man so you you're in a flagstaff right now yeah just finishing up camp uh with the bowman squad uh we've been in we've been in flagstaff since january one so we've been here a little while oh wow um yeah Big long seven week camp, and then we'll go on. This was the main goal coming into the camp was just to hit this 10k at the end and try and get as many people under the qualifying time as we can 27, so 28. With that 10k, is that then your whole team doing it? Because I saw some guys in there that I figured were pacing, but is, is your whole guy squad going in for it? Um, not quite everyone. I think there's five of us actually gonna race and finish it, and then we've got yeah, we've got two guys who are gonna pace us. Okay. And then a few other guys have jumped in as as long as well as the Bowman team. So nice. So are you are you gonna is this the goal to run the 10k standard and then run the 10k trials as well as running British champs? Um yeah, well the 10k trials have already been cancelled. Um oh, so they they're obviously yeah, they have, yeah. The night of the 10k is like high gate, it's already been cancelled. So they're figuring out the same, the same weekend, they just need a track and to put a, another event on as such. But the plan is to to double up, yeah, do the five and the 10K trials. Right, okay. With, with, the, with the intention to run both at the Olympics if you qualify or not? Uh, yeah, that's the intention right now, yeah. Okay. Little, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes on Saturday first. <laughs> I know. I mean, that I would say the 10K has to be one of the hardest standards. Like full stop. About of all the distance events, anyway. I don't really know sprints all that well, but yeah, looking at that 10K, we were going to run a 10K in December. We were going to run that one, but it just didn't end up, you know, coming into fruition. But we ended up running like an 8K, you know, time trial with our team, and that was long enough, man. We and we were running like 69, 70. You know I mean, that's that's plenty quick enough for me, man. But that's yeah, that's yeah. You had a nice little close on that, didn't you? 
Well, you know, I had to I had to put Dave in his place, but <laughs> this guy um, just sits you know. and sits and sits and sits. Well, so Dave takes off for two laps to go, and I was like, you know, legitimately through my head, I was like, I'm not gonna hand, like hear the end of this on the podcast if I don't, you know, turn up and continue to beat him. So he's never beaten me before. So I was like, I've it genuinely is the only thing going through my mind. I was like, I've got to have to beat him. So came up on him and just you know put him in the dirt, you know. Need a little context on Josh well, just though. A lap to go. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. it was about a lap to go, something like three hundred maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't uh, argue with that. It's just the way we do things. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it must it must be the UK way then, just to let the Americans do all the work and then UK come in for the glory. <laughs> However, what I will add though is all week Josh was just calling it a time trial, calling it, you know, glorified practice, and then immediately after, who's he facetiming? His mom and dad, telling him he won. Then what does he do on Instagram? He posts won the race, like. Come on, dude. Like you, you that's just how you play, baby. You you I kept mean, it low, kept your hand hidden, and then all of a sudden you came out with a with an aggressive post. Yeah, well, you, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know. What I mean, but what was the decision like to go no to I'm guessing no to Europeans, right? Indoors. Um it's it's still not a no at this point in time. Um I was asked if I wanted to run, obviously the longest distance is a three K. Um yeah shown some form and fitness so i i've still left that open we're gonna kind of see how the body comes back after the 10k and then make a decision um based on that so right has there been many good 3ks from brits this year or no um not really but shot around 740 so, you know, you've got such a big team and, uh, you know, you guys are obviously flying to me and stuff like that. How has like the COVID situation been handled by, you know, Barham and by Nike, you know, with, with all you guys there? Has it been reasonably smooth or has it been quite difficult to handle and practices been kind of blotchy here and here and there? Not at any point. We've all been getting recent tests here in, in Flagstaff. There's a, there's a free service where you can get tested as often as you want. Multiple people have been doing that weekly and obviously we've, we've raced in starting again. We've had to have a test before we are eligible to compete as well so mm. don't want to jinx it but things have been been pretty good so far that's great yeah that was that was one of our segue questions while about um splitting practices because i know um here we have a smaller group than you guys have on um on the bowerman group but there's times where we'll split practices or we won't meet on certain days just to kind of make sure you're you know, we, we hit the status quo with the community as well. Like we're in similar boats of we stay with our houses, we train with our houses and like no one goes into other people's houses um, without masks on for us. And so we try to do like the, the the right thing, I guess, in the eyes of the community and the eyes of COVID to ensure like the utmost safety for us and also the people that we're around. So um, yeah, that was good. <clears throat> a good explanation um, because right now is such a tricky time because all the the fans of track and field and all the the community members that are watching from afar can see is you know these events getting put on or people running in groups but there's a lot of behind the scenes action that take place for the teams to be able to do those types of things and like we i mean josh and i got sent a link that was like a letron article that was like brooks beasts aren't following covid protocol you know and um as toxic as that message board is it's like we stay within our house or pods we've rented extra houses to where there's only three at most three of the guys per house and then we like pretty much don't see anybody outside our team and it's like the only job we have right now and the only thing that we're doing 
outside of our homes is to run and then we go back inside. And so I would say that it's, it's good to hear that you guys are taking the precautions necessary in order to have the best Olympic year that you can have, because from the outside looking in, everyone wants to put professional teams under a microscope and dissect why they're doing things wrong. But that's not to say that we're not doing things right. And so that's a little bit of a tangent, but uh, it's good to hear. So we kind of want to bring it back a little bit just because you came in um, from the UK and, you know, Josh wasn't a Tulsa boy like you and uh, Chris O'Hare, but you tried to be, but you know, I don't think you had the accolades to to make that team. Um, So let's talk about that. Was Chris O'Hare a mentor or even a recruiter for you to go into Tulsa? Um, definitely. Yeah, he was. Um, it was not just Chris O'Hare. It was, it was just the, the flood of Brits who had already been there prior, even prior to Chris. Um, but seeing his success really did help the decision. Um, he reached out to me a lot and we spoke quite often about the process and how to navigate things. Um, but it was more, the coaches were willing to take a risk, a gamble on me. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't great coming out of high school as you want to say um so that was good on on that part but yeah chris really did set the path the pathway pretty well and the 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 history is continuing um there's a lot of brits out there right now and are running really well so yeah there's been a lot of brits coming through through tulsa yeah i'll, I'll be bitter and, and call out your coach and you know it's it's whatever you know i still have those emails to this day and he's i, I don't i don't know if he didn't email me back or he said i wasn't good enough it was one of the two I think it was Coach Gully. Or it was one of the two. I, I do remember it. Yeah, Coach Gully. It is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, he's obviously like from me from the outset. It was like you know, you know, Chris was coming to practice when he was home from from Tulsa and telling us all these stories. I was like, this is the place I want to go. Like this, this seems like I didn't think every place was going to be like that. So I was like, I need to go this place. And and uh, yeah, I, yeah. He, I mean, he sold that very well. And and you know, you guys, you you both have now you know had a bunch of UK guys go there and, and, and do very well. So, you know, what what do you think it is about that team that allows Brits to do well there? Or do you think it's just because you have a good coach and anyone can do well there kind of situation? Um, I, going back to what you're saying, I will say um, my coach has recognized that <laughs> that was the biggest screw up of his recruiting career. So if that makes you <laughs> feel like any better. Um, does, does. But um, yeah, I just think... I just think if you go over there and you're willing to put in the work and the mileage, it's it's a pretty well-known program based upon strength and endurance and mileage. And I think if you're willing to put in put in that work, then you can have some good results. They're not really obviously known. Like we got there was two NCAA champions, obviously myself and Chris coming out of the track, but they're not known for sending a slew of guys to indoors or outdoor nationals. But I just think they've got a really good culture surrounding the team at the minute. Just all the guys are willing to work together and just make good things happen. And it's just, it's just easy to relate to one another. All coming, all coming over, over the pond and being just down in Tulsa, Oklahoma together. It just, it just feel feels like that's the place they want to get the work in and get the most out of themselves. Yeah, there's a quote. I know you said don't believe everything you see on your Wikipedia page, but there's a quote that says from your coach, Steve Goley, you don't have many kids saying, I can make your team if you give me a shot. And then he talked his way into a scholarship and a spot on the team. So you flat out just said like, yeah, give me a shot and I'll make the team. Um, I, I did. I do remember telling him that I'll make the top seven squad uh, my first year there for cross country. Yeah. 
<laughs> that, that was one of the things which I had to try and convince him because I wasn't that good coming out of like I was just trying to get a scholarship to some university and I wanted to go there because of the the history and the tradition with British guys so that was kind of my piece to him and yeah. I'm glad he took the gamble yeah Josh you said <laughs> something sure similar to Joe right like please please just give me a chance Joe I need well, this. Thing is, this is the so only this university is, this is a slight difference I got recruited at 16 and so I, as much as like coaches, the coaches were being completely sensible. They were like, you've ran 16 year old times and they're great, but like you're 16 years old and you're going to be racing like 20 on year olds. And I'd ran, I think I'd ran like 352 in the 1500. Uh, that's and wicked then, fast as a 16 year old. I know, right? Fucking still got nothing. <laughs> Damn, that's uh, and, then, and then from there, I ran 344 uh, at 17. And then but I'd already been recruited at that point. So then all these coaches started emailing me back and I was like, oh, now you're coming back. You know what I mean? I was like, I've got one. I've got one. Well, yeah. So the, the best part about it was I ran 344 and won Euro Juniors. And then in my lap of honor of Euro Juniors, I ran past Dave Smith from Oklahoma. who said he'd give me like 20% scholarship. And then, and you know, I ran past him and, I, and he was like, oh, we want you. And I was like, nah, bro, you're, you're done. You, you know, you've, you've had your chance. It's not happening. So it's, it's an interesting process, especially coming straight out of high school. Um, you know, Chris said that he went to Tulsa for, for his degree. But I mean, we, we all know that that's probably not the main reason that he went there. But, you know, I think, <laughs> I, I, you know, when people ask me from the UK, like, you know, what universities do you, do you recommend? I always do say ones that people from the UK have gone so that, you know, Tulsa, New Mexico, you know, like smaller schools that can give you a little bit more attention because you can get lost a little bit uh, if you go out there and, and, you know, get stuck in with a bunch of Americans. It's, it's quite difficult. But uh, so you obviously had a great time at, at Tulsa. So how was that transition? You won the 10K uh, NCAAs and then it was like, OK, I, I got to sign a contract. Was it looking at UK stuff or was it straight like Americans, like American agency, American uh, companies? What was that like? Yeah, um... For the most part, it was American agencies doing doing the chasing just because I was I was pretty set on staying in the US just because of, I already thought I'd, I'd had some good success in the US. So why change things up and go back to the UK where there's not really a structure and a group as such. I didn't, I didn't want to be over in the UK training on my own. Um, and that was the whole reason why I went to the US in the first place. So I just wanted to continue the trajectory I've, I'd kind of been on. Um, and yeah, I was just getting approached by American agents and I didn't necessarily narrow things down too quickly. I was just keeping my options open and even having chats with like Melbourne Track Club, for example, who had who have a bunch of guys. I just wanted to be a part of a group and wherever that was going to be then. I, I just didn't want to be on my own was the main premise of of what I was looking at. But yeah, to answer your question, mainly just American agencies. And that was kind of where I was looking going forward. Yeah, I mean, so Barman, obviously, like, so when Nike reached out to me, it was like, a, you, that's the difference between us and Nike, but uh, Brooks and Nike is like, you'll sign a Nike contract and then you can like either choose a group or get put to a group or something like that. But it's mostly you have that contract and then you're like in a group rather than we get signed to a group. So we get signed to the Brooks Beast, like when we get signed to Brooks. So you know, when you 
decide you were going to sign with Nike? Was it, I'm going to sign with Nike and then I'm going to choose my group? Or was it like, I want to go with Barman because it was obviously OTC elite at that point. And then there was the Oregon project at that point as well. Right. Yeah. I, I was, I was already committed to Bowman at that point, or that's the group I wanted to join. Just like I said, because they have, they have the broad spectrum of guys on the team. Um, and then just speaking with my agents, Kimby, it was more of a, the kind of a little funnel down to Bowman track club. The main, everyone already knows that it's not, it's not, um, what uncommon news, but I just, <laughs> Kimbia funnels yeah. into bat. <laughs> there you go. Mate, you shouldn't breaking tell Henry, news in the track and Henry field. And Isaac, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Right. So it's just, it was just, that's the way the conversations were naturally going. And that's, that's the group I wanted to be part of, um, after speaking with Nike and stuff too. So that makes sense. Yeah. So you're going into this, you obviously chose a training group that is in your specific event category, but they also have guys that are able to dip down and run massive, massive times in the 1500 meters. I mean, now you have the Olympic reigning champion in, in the group. Um, so what, what kind of confidence comes from being able to train with the guys like Lopez and Mohamed? I mean, for you, I mean, the best part about Josh and our team is he's like a non-threat, right? Like if I'm in a deep well workout and I know I'm sticking on him or I'm passing him on the last rep, lean him at the line. Never like happened, I'm, but... I'm working with Josh. And the only time that I would feel threatened from Josh is an Olympic prelim final, you know? And so what's it like being able to work alongside American Lopez Lamong and Canadian Mohamed in these deep workouts? Yeah. It's just really good to have those guys day in, day out. And there's, there's a lot of workouts, which I, I don't even do with them because they're just like world-class and it's just the, they're on another level at times. Um, but it's just good to have those guys. Like I said, the world-class, they're going to be, they're going to make all the major finals and, and be in the hunt for medals. Um, so it's good knowing that if I can do my best to stay with those guys in workouts. And like you said, the reigning Olympic champion, 1500, it's just good to have all those guys mixed in one place and we can just bounce and feed off one another just to bring everyone along. Yeah, I mean, like the range in that group is insane. And I think that's definitely get, like helped you with your own range. I mean, you've you've probably got one of the best ranges in the UK right now, 100%. And uh, But there's obviously some some things about that group that, you know, some people might not like, some people do like. And you said you want to train with a bunch of guys. That's great. How is it like, um, what's the difficulty with, you know, traveling all year round? You know, I feel like you guys are on camp quite a lot. Like, obviously, there's a lot of wives, boy, like husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends. How's that like, you know, how does that work within, you know, life? Um, yeah, it's it's a known fact that the the wives, the, the husbands, whoever, will not be seeing their partners for long stints at a time. And even the super, the super strict rules, even when they come and visit us at camps and stuff, they're not own housing, not allowed in houses with the guys, with the girls, stuff like this is just... There's just a bunch of rules which try and enhance the environment as much as possible. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind this being on the road. I'm obviously away from home as it is, just like yourself. So I, mm. it, if I'm in Portland or I'm in Flagstaff, I, I don't really mind as long as as long as we're getting the work put in and going towards those goals. So all all as a unit. Yeah, you guys seem like when 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 you're looking at your guys' group, it, it, your guys are constantly on the road and things. Um, so there's, this is a two part from what you said. Are you on the market? You know, are you, I'm not asking personally, I have a girlfriend madly in love with her, but you know, does your job um, interfere with any relationships or 
are you committed and in love with what you're doing right now? Um, going into the Olympics, I'm committed to what I'm doing right now. That's yes. going to be it. Yeah, I'm I'm in the sport. I'm I'm getting paid to to go to the Olympics and do the best I can do. So that's my my answer for that one. Let me break up with my girlfriend real fast. Dave, you're um, not going to make the Olympic team if you, you've got a Mrs. May. That's pretty much what Mark said. Exactly. That's what Mark's telling me. I have to break up with my girlfriend to make an Olympic team. Distractions. Just distractions. Just you know? distractions. Exactly. I, we, we're also saying this uh, while being about six and a half weeks into camp, and we have another like eight-week camp coming up in about a month. So we're in a pretty similar boat, to be honest. But So do you, do you guys get, like, obviously there's a bunch of you. Do you guys get a, like a choice of altitude camps? Is there a preference from, from your coach? Is it, like, do you guys have any factors in that? um we don't get to say it at all <laughs> we literally we get told where we're going and what date to be there and then we we get assigned we don't get to choose our housemates aside, but we just get put in houses and whatever house you're in you got to deal with it um <laughs> obviously with the amount of guys we've got you, you you don't want to be living with one or two guys who you maybe clash with but um yeah jerry is strict on that he, he does it all we don't have any say at all so really I think Danny might be moving mm-hmm. towards like him not understanding at all the politics of the of the group. So he's realized that maybe we should be doing our own houses. <laughs> yeah. But I was gonna say all, this is probably the most successful camp that we've had because we solved like early on dilemmas and um told Danny who we wanted to live with. And at that point, like this has been a pretty smooth transition. I mean, Josh has a penthouse suite here in Albuquerque. Um, and that's where he stays and parks and charges his Tesla. So Josh doesn't really know what team <laughs> dynamic is at camps. Um, I just try and ruin the team dynamic as much as possible. So like exactly. in their house, they have like one like big mass massive like mast or whatever, and they're like, Oh, well, we're gonna give it to Garrett. And I was like, Why does Garrett get it? You know, what I mean, like just, just like, I don't know, maybe pick straws. Like, obviously, Garrett's been in for a while, but, you know, he doesn't get priority. And they're like, oh, yeah. Garrett's like, fucking shit. All right, fine. So, yeah. yeah, I live, yeah. I live we, we have a bit of that, though, on the team, too. Um, You can kind of message, you can maybe message Jerry and say, this is who you'd like to live with. Not a guarantee by any means. But, yeah, the oldest guys on the team, like, obviously, get get the pick of the bedrooms that's usually how we do it the master and stuff like that it just goes down in in order so i'm glad i'm not like the youngest on the team anymore there's a few guys <laughs> below me now which is nice yeah I'm, I'm happy to see now. speaking of speaking of your age i'm happy to see you're a december kid um i'm also i was born december 27th so i feel like you and i uh can relate in terms of the whole present thing it's not about presents but you know it does suck to get combined birthday and christmas <laughs> presents and i'm sure that oh, could, that's yeah. it, yeah. it man no what's up cares Nobody cares, Josh. Come on, you're the kind no. of guy that'll that'll buy. I care. Money. I care. I'll stick. I'll stick up for you there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Josh, Josh that. takes the claim that um, the people that have birthdays um, close to Christmas don't have it bad. The people buying the gifts have it bad because they have to double up the money. But I'm like, my, my missus is born on the 22nd of December. You know how much freaking money I have to spend in December? Too much money. So it's it's hard for us rather than you guys. You guys get all you want. <laughs> <laughs> you all says. right. Well, uh, Josh, you want to transition to the next piece? <laughs> yeah. So obviously we're moving into the first, uh, your first Olympic year, trying to kind of more going for it. You know what I mean? Like not guaranteed a spot, but you know, you're in a great spot for it. So what's your kind of strategy for the year? You know, everyone, you just got Giles today running 143, one of the second fastest times in the world ever, I think. And then you've got guys like me and Dave who haven't raced in about 12 years. So what kind of strategy are you going for? Are you like kind of, <laughs> 
trying to stay fit all year round or, or are, you, are you peaking for the trials or do you think that's kind of a reasonably done deal and you're going to try and peak a bit more for the olympics like what's the plan yeah just moving forward it seems like even last year when things were all getting cancelled jerry just ramped up training just just for no reason at all just kind of seeing seeing our breaking points as such across the group mm-hmm. um and just moving away from that when we were just training hard, doing our bits as, as usual. We went, ended up going to camp and everyone just came out pretty healthy and not, yeah, just not being banged up and just actually running pretty well. So it seems like going forth from that, building in, in the fall build-up, he was just on on the gas the whole time. He's just been aggressive and that's kind of the way things have been moving forward. And thing, things are showing pretty well amongst the group. So obviously he's, he's going to peak us for the trials and the main events. I think we're just getting, getting that stimulus now, just so it's not forgotten about. And then we'll, we'll probably dial training back a touch and then start ramping it up again for the, for the out, outdoor season. Yeah. yeah I would this say, is the outdoor indoor season, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But yeah. 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 I would definitely say that it's, that's, um, that's obvious with like your guys' performance at that prickly pair. I know that was like a, a meet that was slung together last minute from an outside perspective. Who named but- that? me by the way who named it i don't know who named it but i know julian henniger made the the graphic for it which is no idea the graphic looks cool interesting anyway quickly pay yeah i don't i don't know who even named it so (laughs) i I can't um dob anyone in for that but you say you're not a fan of it it was it was you mate yeah it was mark it was mark yeah yeah Um, yeah. but yeah so you're training obviously um with the ramp up and and things like you're saying people coming out healthy that was obvious with like the performances of you being able to run 735, 734, and then the group right behind you with Grant and Sean and things like that. I mean, you guys had an incredible amount of guys run really well in that 3K, even down to the 800. Josh and I were looking at the eight results and thought for two 1500 guys, a 149, 55, 54 isn't remarkably impressive, but um, for your guys' main core. I thought thought it was absolutely terrible. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) Yeah, the, the guys were impressed with it to be fair. That was the only that was the only race that that night which yeah wasn't great they but jerry literally told them don't lead it until like 100 meters to go regardless of what pace you're on he just I wanted to the run the out and was I, I thought he was a pacer i think he's an old kansas boy oh right okay um yeah that's what i think it definitely but. wasn't bryce harple <laughs> definitely not that kansas boy <laughs> certainly um, wasn't uh so you have uh standard Josh, what are you writing? I'm trying to read your script, Josh, but you write like you talk, which is abysmal. So do you want to try to read that second one? Yeah, I was just saying, like having, you know, me and Mark are the boys with standards. I mean, Mm, okay, here he is. Insult me. He's the way through the year. I was just just saying, you know, having the standard, there's a certain amount of ease that you can bring towards a year versus people who are chasing. Um, Do do most of the people in your team have have the standard? You you guys are just kind of, you guys are kind of just chilling. Yeah. races for the most part a lot of us do yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just that's the idea of i think it was being fairly aggressive the fall and coming out into this new year is just make sure everyone has the standards because there was a couple of guys last year who finished top two top three at the trials and just Mm -hmm. were able to go to the major comps just because they didn't have the time um they're obviously fit enough jerry didn't want anything to do with that this year yeah yeah Yeah, that's smart yeah i mean and he was just like that's the whole reason behind it was just to get everyone step number one taken care of, get everyone standards, and then usually people perform pretty well um, at the trials. So, yeah, for sure. It's 
it, it's a it's a weird situation to be honest in the US, isn't it, Dave? Like do do you feel like it makes sense to do the the situation that you guys are doing with in the US, which is just like, you know, top three go and you know, the, the position I think they only do it so they can give the bloody people the flags and run around and piss about with that rather than having to worry about selecting. Yeah. So I mean this is this is big talk coming from a guy without a standard and with the guy that has PR in the fifteen hundred meters. Yeah, you get you're gonna run the standard in like a week's yeah. time. It's fine. I mean, like the fact that I'm like beating you in workouts gives me enough hope that I would be able to run that standard. You know, like I know you want to have run really fast in the 15. So being one step ahead of you in practice means if Josh is trying to run 329 and I'm beating him in workouts, obviously I'll be able to be right there as well. So yeah. nice little nine second PR for you. Yeah, exactly. That's Every, how it works. Exactly. Everyone will say <laughs> it's the shoes, but I'll be in the same shoes that I was in last year. So uh, the same shoes that I ran 345 in the 1500 meters. Anyway, you got yourself, um, dead. back to the conversation of the uh the 15 or the the standard and and being at the trial so i'm gonna do a hot take and reverse my thought process of i actually think the uk team is harder to make for the 1500 and i say that i don't think that's a hot take hot take for me because i've always said that the u.s team is harder did you genuinely believe that i genuinely believe that because of the depth of the u.s but the reality of it is there's more depth in the uk now what there's more depth in the uk than there is in the u.s front front end i would say is is deeper in the we're gonna um, we're gonna have like eight guys with a standard, probably. I mean, Giles is probably gonna grab it too. I think it's it. the same scenario in the eight hundred as well now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think for for the conversation, um, the reason I say that is because if you can run three thirty three, three thirty four at the U.S. trials, you're gonna make the team. Like if you can run three thirty three, three thirty four, and do it on that day, you'll make the team. There's maybe three or four guys that will be able to run 333, 334. Where you look at the UK right now with Whiteman, Grice, James West. I don't know if I'm forgetting any UK athlete in the 1500 right now. But those guys, those guys are rolling. And it's like you could run 334 um, and be in 334 shape and not make that UK team. However, I, I kind of like the selection process because of the errors. Um, if something happens or if there's an outright, like with a – what was her name? Laura Muir not running it and running the Diamond League Championships, but then still being able to make that team um, UK for the 1500 meter Doha. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the US is just, they want it on that moment. They want it on that day. And you finish top three, you get the flag, you get to go around uh, the track. And, and everyone's really big onto that. I understand like the, the element of turn up on the day and do your job because that's exactly what the Olympics is going to be. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel like the it's harder to make the UK team because there's only really two guaranteed spots. So you're taking away pretty much a whole spot, but yeah, I don't know. I think the third up for grabs is just a situation where you've got someone who's head and shoulders above everyone else, which is in certain events, a thing. Um, and, and they have a shocker or they fall or whatever. That That's kind of what it's mainly there for. You'll not find a lot of people getting selected at fourth and fifth, unless they're massive favorites and have done something incredibly wrong or different. So that's yeah, just... I always think as well, what if you've gone through the whole season, you're running well, you've run the standard multiple times in the US. I'm not advocating for the for the UK policy here by any means, because I at times don't like that discretionary spot. You've been running well the whole the whole year, you've hit everything you want to hit, and then you just you get food poisoning the day of the trials. That just seems hard luck to me. And I think that's where yeah, it's hard luck, but you shouldn't be denied a spot, I don't think, at, at times like that. Do but that's why I like, any, in a way, yeah. the UK sort of system. 
What do you think is there's more politics? I think there's more politics in the committee selecting a third spot, or do you think there's more politics involved in people on the day being the selected team? It's, that's, it's, it's tough because there's obviously politics in the UK. Like the UK pay certain people on tier funding and they want as many of those people that they give money to, to be on the Olympic starting line because they've invested money into them pretty much. But when it comes to like crazy scenarios like that, it's great to have that buffer. But I, I don't, sometimes I don't like when there's certain people that the UK have put money into that I don't personally think are that good. And so like when it comes to that situation, if they get picked, like in my opinion, like for Gricey to get picked over Neil Gurley in 2018, or I think it was 2018 for Europeans, that was a massive opportunity for Neil to be at his first major championships. And like, I think it's I think it's poor level for for British for British like athletics just to to pick Charlie just just for the position. I understand he was a lot better than uh, Gurley at the time, but I think you know you got to give people the opportunity. And if there's not been something crazy that happens on the day, then there shouldn't be a crazy difference when it comes to selecting. But you know, hopefully the selectors don't listen to that and they love me, please. <laughs> uh, just top two and you're fine, man. Get, know, a, get exactly. a job done. You won't have to worry only, about I, it. I only go second. That's all I need. I don't need the glory of being first. I'll go second. <laughs> that, that was your strategy in 2019, I'm assuming. So And, se- and 17. <laughs> we're we're going to actually transition into... Um, so Josh, so I'm the editor of the podcast, but Josh is the big game guy. He likes to make the game specific for the, the, the guests and he likes to name the game funny things. Um, but this is going to be a really good transition into our ever famous banter bowl. Um, so Josh, you want to lead this game? Yeah, so I, I thought a, a fun thing that we could talk about is uh, so now we do games like the last last week we did um, or two weeks ago now it was uh, with Bryce Hopper we were just talking about like his first impressions of each each group and why he hasn't gone to any groups. For you, it's going to be choose the UK Olympic teams for the eight, fifteen, three k chase, five k, and ten k. I want to I want to hear your your hot takes on that uh, and who's going to who's going to make what team. Are we strictly doing? We're strictly talking the guy on the guy side here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. if I'm being honest, like I know, the, I don't know the depth of the women in in these events as well. Josh didn't know UNM had a women's uh, track team. He only had a cross country team. So, um, Josh isn't very <laughs> oh, familiar. We'll stick with the guys then. That's yeah, we'll fair. stick with the guys for this. <laughs> All right, eight hundred for me. Um, hard to overlook Elliot Giles right now. Um, Daniel Rowden. Yes. And pick will be um, Jamie Webb. That's a pretty solid team. I, I would say, you know, Rowden's looking really good. That's really, yeah, that's a good call. Uh, and then, yeah, Giles is obviously running really well. And then, because you, you, you've obviously got the Kyle Langfords and I think Sp- Spencer Thomas won it in 19, I think. Um, so, but I, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would not really, that. not really done much though, as of mm-hmm. late, but yeah, that, those, those are my picks. Just looking at last year and what's going on this early indoor season. Who's that young um, kid? Huh? Who's that young kid? In oh, the Ma- Max Bergen, I think his name is. Max, something like that. Yeah, just don't have enough experience. I don't feel like he's run quick, but it's been on nights like at the BMC way. It's just running totally solo, and it just seems yeah. he just hasn't put it together with a bunch of good guys yet. He's been in diamond leagues and stuff, and just hasn't. He was ranked pretty high up at um, in 2019, and I think he didn't even make the final or something along those lines. So, yeah, I, th- I would say he's definitely a wild card call, but, I mean, obviously he has the talent, so hopefully he can get a bit more experience at some higher intensity races. All right, so the 1,500. 
No, please hints. don't say Josh. Please oh, here we go. Josh. Am I going to list you first? I'm going to have to. Yeah, he, he he performs when it matters. So yes, sir. Josh is in the team. Um, Jake Whiteman is the another guy who's in there. And this is this is the hardest spot I feel across the mm-hmm. whole distance events. This third spot in the 800, in the 1500 rather. Um, oh, um, looking at it right now, I'm going to say um, Charlie Grice. Looking at the setup he's got and how he's performing so far, going to be my third pick. Yeah, but the people run 350 at that meet, so. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all that new track, isn't it, and stuff. I'm not don't want to think of that place just bit, yet. Bit dodgy, mate. <laughs> a bit dodgy. It is dodgy. Yeah, <laughs> I used to run there, and it was not that quick back then. So, yeah, so I, yeah. I would I'd say that's a pretty solid pick. I mean, I I obviously want as many Scots in there as possible. Um, Gracie obviously has ran three thirty, so he's he's put himself in a great spot. But it's yeah, it's going to be a difficult team to. To, to pick that third spot regardless like if you don't i would say i would say if you, with this event if you're top three you're top three i don't think four should be an option to be honest um i think if you turn up and be top three you should go right but, this is, I agree with that. i'm gonna put like a little segue in the middle of this game to build anticipation for the latter half um but what what is so interesting to me with the uk and josh spoke on this briefly on the phone um is you're excited for other Scots to be on the team. And you're excited at Doha. There's a really cool photo of you, Whiteman and um, Gurley holding each other when you're all make final. You don't often see that in American like track and field. Like for some reason, our 1500 meter event and 5k events have turned into social media shit talk. Like it's come into these guys are rivals and these guys are, are talking smack um, before world championships about who's on the team. Some people not even having the standards and things like that. So what do you think makes the UK as good as they are for each other? Um, because there's, there's definitely an emotional attachment to following the UK boys, like rolling into a final together. This is a question for Scott and yeah. And so I, yeah. Mark I was going to answer second. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it, the comparison, it would be, you don't have, multiple guys from the same state, for example, looking to make the US team. That's just not really how things work. Um, but I just think, obviously, England and Scotland have a rivalry going on, just just naturally, and that's how it's always been. For a couple hundred um, years. There you go. And I just think it's you, you just want those guys to be beside your team rather than an English guy, for example. Um, but I do... I think there should be a bit more smack talk in the UK. Things it'll get it'll get the hype going a little more, and I just I don't know who's going to start it. If anyone, if Josh wants to start beef with someone, <laughs> he can't start beef with the Scottish guys, for example. So yeah. I think that that would be good going into the trials in the UK. But um, yeah, that's my take on it. I kind of just the Scottish guys are just sticking together as, um, more so than the English guys would stick together. I feel like. Yeah, I think definitely growing up, um, racing Jake, Neil, whatever, like having like having that um, element of being able to come through the age groups at a similar time and, you know, having Scottish Athletics there and then being able to perform on a world stage and having three people from a place that's, you know, population is less than London is, is a certain amount of pride that you can have with yourself and with, with your fellow teammates as well. So 
for me, it's just like, that's just what I've been, I've been born and, you know, I've been bred to, to hate the English. That's just how I work. But, you know, that's just more between, between the gun and the tape rather than outside of, outside of the track, to be honest. It's just between, like, yeah, it's between the kilt and the breeze, right? <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for, for O'Hare. I have a lot of respect for Wyman. Both of like all three of us are from the same club, even like in Edinburgh. And then obviously Neil, you know, grew up racing his brother as well. So it's like, those are the people that I've known for a very long time. So it's like, those are the people I want to be on the team with. Cause that's just, you know, who you grew up with, to be honest. So that's kind of where it comes from. But uh, if I knew, you know, Gricey or like James West or anything like that a bit better then maybe it'd be that way. But that's just, that's just the way I've kind of got it pictured in my own head. And personally, I can't talk smack until I run yet. So give me a couple of weeks. And uh, I might I might throw some banner down on Instagram, but I need to turn, I need to turn up and, and run some uh, run some races first. For sure. Looking forward to hearing it, though. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll follow right. up with a, a more banterish yeah, question. Someone needs to someone needs to start something. Yeah, yeah I think I'll, I'll just it will be. I'll just say it now before we and then we can finish the game and before we move into the next section. But um, so you're saying that you're here for the banter, you're here for the, the smack talk, right, Mark? Yeah, I'm I'm an advocate for that. Yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> okay, so then this is about you, but your team seems to get into it with other teams or other athletes, like with the Josh Thompson, Chencho, Craig, and Eric Jenkins beef, with the Lopez and Paul beef. You know, um, are you like the hype man of all that? Like, are you sitting there just like clapping along, like let's let's go? Like you, those guys aren't threatening to make a team um, for you because you know you're from the UK. So so where do you where do you stand with that? Are you all about it? Oh yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, and I'm. We all we're all there anyway, discussing what is going to be said on these posts in a way, and I, I'm in the mix of it because, like you said, I don't I don't have to get involved. Um, these guys fight out on the track, and then um, I just I would just hope that these guys stay healthy and they can have the ability to do that. Not just the guys on the Bowman team, but like you say, the Greg and uh, Flamo, for example. So that, that's kind of quietened down. That's a little tame right now. We might have to get that going again. <laughs> yeah. The, the, unfortunately, the most recent one, we're not sure if we were the cause of it, but we had Cooper on like in December and he made comments it's about Centro. And then Centro got tagged in, in a post of uh, Cole Hawker. I'm sure you've seen that um, and all that beef. Do you know if that was actually because of us, because of what Cooper said over our podcast? Um. Yeah, I know about it a lot because I'm actually I live with Central at home, and I'm, I'm I also share a house with him right now. So I've been getting all all a scoop on that, and it's been a big thing on runs too. Um, uh, I can't remember. I've I heard the clip of the 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 podcast. I just if it was you guys, then yeah, you were the guys who started it. I think that's where nice. it all came from. So. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're not trying to, but we're tripping over it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got we got screenshots of it sent to us um, over our account. Like, look what you started. And we're like, you know, we had the power to edit it out. And, and we always, at the end of every episode, which I guess we never ran by you, Mark, but this is obviously not a live recording. So if you say anything that you don't want in uh, the podcast, we can easily edit it out and, and make sure you sound as golden boy as you want to be. Um, but no, no, I, I don't need to be a golden boy, but you just... <laughs> yeah. Put whatever on, put whatever you The need title is there, Mark to... Scott Against the World. <laughs> Mike um, say, uh, yeah, Mark Scott. I don't need, every, to, need to name it by myself. <laughs> oh, you do get to name it yourself. I appreciate you knowing uh, the, the ropes around here. Um, Josh, you want to finish the game? Yeah, so okay. So three, 3K, 3K chase. Do you have any, any opinions on that? 3K 
Peter Chase. My boy Zach Seddon. That's Always. that's all I know right there. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like there's no yeah. other options. Um, no two or three. There isn't. No, <laughs> if you don't like this guy, there's there's, there's something wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if anyone's got the standard. To be fair, so I'm going to leave him as the sole guy at the minute. Yeah, Zach's going one, two, and three on that for sure. Five uh, k. Myself, number one, of Love course. Um, <laughs> and then and then there's Butchie, and I just. Me and Butchie, and I don't really. Someone else needs to hit the standard because there's only us two right now. Um, Mate, if the if the trials was long enough, I'd run it. But it's not long. Man, I've heard you're going for the standard. Oh, Aww. you said it yourself, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go for the standard in April. I think. Um, I think. I, and then Jake West is talking about the standard as well. Oh, really? Thinking about Dublin or just going up there and running the five? Oh, wouldn't you like to know, Josh? I think I think maybe go, going up. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to convince like at least four or five guys to do that. Just, I want to have a relaxing trials, to be honest. You know, <laughs> just just have three of us with a standard and just do it like the old days in 2012 and stuff like that. But I guess that's not the a old thing, days, Josh. What were you 15 at uh, in the old in days? 2012, mate. I was, yeah, I was 15. <laughs> so that, well, the old days when I was watching, I wasn't competing at that point. But yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah I think the what about the 10? Is, is Farah coming back for the 10? Is that still a thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, you sound enthusiastic. Obviously, Sam Atkins got the standard as well. Oh, Sam Atkins, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just AI, a, boy. Yeah, yeah. So Sam's got the standard. So we'll see what he does at the trials. Um, and then if, like you said, if Mo Farah actually shows up for the trials, that's the, that's the, the thing, thing, right? Whether it? he'll drop on I would love to know um, if the Mo Farah rule is going to get taken away. The old, like, you don't have to run at the trials if you want to make the team. I would love to, I would love that rule to go back in if it needs to, you know, if Farah comes back in, we can actually legitimately call it the Mo Farah rule. Yeah, we should, he it, it should have to do it. There's no, obviously, automatic spot for him. Um, exactly. He needs to run a standard as well first, so... But maybe maybe they cancelled the trials just for that for that thing, you know. Um, just just as long as he gets the time on his own, don't don't worry about showing up on the day. So yeah, they give a call to Mo. But, and they say, yeah, hey Mo, do you want to do the we ten? Have three guys on the start line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the the ten's going to be exciting. I hope maybe it's going to be the trials. You know, what I mean, like you know, that would obviously it makes a massive difference. But I would say it's it's cool for you guys because you get to run the 10 and then have a bit of time and go and run, you know, the five, if it goes well, if it doesn't go well, whatever, you know, put the five in that as well. You know, <laughs> I would love to go and run the five at some other, for some other trials, man. Um, but you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'd be happy with that team that you've decided to be honest, Mark, <laughs> I'll see you on the plane to Tokyo, mate. I think that's because you're on it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that's not your list of favorites, though, right? Just to select you. Yeah, you, you said that, but that's not your list of favorites of, like, who you want to make the team. That's who you think is going to make the team, like, right? <laughs> that's who I think, yeah. I'm not saying I'm best pals with all those guys, but um, <laughs> that's who I think will make the team as of right now, yeah. Yeah, I like it. So, like, we had, uh, when we put up that we were going to have you on the podcast, we had a lot of fan submitted questions and a lot of them might be quite personal to you where you know what the heck's going on and we don't so we can we can start reading some of those but dave do you want to start us off yeah i'm just pulling it up over my phone just to i don't think i'll read the one that says favorite sex position i think we can just bring that to life but not bring an answer out um but central for the, for him. <laughs> yeah central will probably know the answer for that he's out right now but maybe maybe when he gets home <laughs> so um yep 
as Josh was saying in the banter bowl, this is like where we like to put you in the hot seat. I know banter is not an English. Well, I guess it is an English word, but not an American word. So you're familiar with the termage. Um, I learned what a bonnie termage. lass is recently. Um, so bonnie lass has been one of my favorite right, yeah. uh, pieces you're of You're learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, I watch Peaky Blinders. This isn't about me. Anyway, back to you for the banter bowl. Incredible show. It is remarkable. I, I told Josh to watch it, actually, and he hasn't seen it yet. I told him he's an Arthur Shelby. He gets in his head. Everyone thinks he's the bad guy, but he's a, he's a, he's a player of chess, and he knows what he's doing. Well, so Dave liked it so much that he got someone's air cut from, from the series. And I, was I like, actually I have more of an Arthur, this Arthur Shelby look on, on the top of my head. See, I, I, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, off, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, if people have really gone that far with it, I don't know if this is me. <laughs> I think you'd like it. It's, it's, it's top class, honestly. Uh, I, I New season coming out soon as well. So Exactly. Better get on All it right. now. I'll, I'll get it on. I'll get on. All right, back to the banter bowl. Um, so first question of the banter bowl. Um, this, these are most of these are fan submitted. Um, we texted some of your boys on the team, um, but we don't know if it's the the lack of respect for our podcast or what. But we haven't got a lot of answers from your, your teammates, so you're a little bit safe there. One of them did text me and say, "Give me some time." Um, so I'm going to try to really milk these questions to get a response from them. But for the first question, uh, better runners, England or its territories. Of course, England, through and through. Um, all right. There's no other question, yeah. <laughs> um, how are you so good at Instagram captions? That's what someone submitted. However, I'm going to counter and say, what's with this midwife bullshit? <laughs> yeah, uh, where did this come from? Uh, it came, it actually came from um, an English rapper. It was his lyrics. I'm not going to say who it is, but... Um, I kind of put a little twist on it and made it made it my own. And that's where that came from. And then we thought we'd just have to, we discussed the Instagram post. So I discussed, discussed with the guys and we, you know, sat around the table, got things flowing and um, thought we're going to have to do a second post and may, maybe there'll be a third as well. <laughs> um, on the topic of Instagram, if you're, if you're saying you talk with the boys, why do you not tag them in any of the photos? A lot of your photos are just you. Like it's you and the boys, but then you just tag like X and he's, he's not here to give it, give his boys. You're not, you're not there to give free clout to your teammates then. I, hey, I did one. When was it last night? I tagged the boy in it, but <laughs> they, they don't need tagging every day. Everyone, everyone knows who they are already. Oof, that's good. That's a good point. Um, we get, we get in some people text us like, Hey, no tag or Hey, no picture credit. And it's just like, Oh my God. Anyway. Yeah. That used to be a thing, but the, the guys, the, they don't get too too hurt by it so it's yeah. all good um are you upset that josh got verified over instagram before you did i yeah i i heard it was just because of the podcast i well, mean no so what happened was dave <laughs> got verified so he had a drunk person look at his his verification <laughs> request and then I was like, Dave comes to practice, right? So Dave, Dave talks about this all the time, right? Hey, but I did not bring up I got verified to anyone all day. So like he was at practice and he was fucking bursting at the seams to say something. He didn't say something. And then like, I think it was the next day someone had brought it up and Dave was like finally letting it all out. Like he was like, yeah, my, my 90th attempt at getting it, I got it and stuff like that. And I was like, you got verification? Like, all right, tell me how to do it. And uh, he tells me I do it and I, I go for it. And then I get it like an hour later or something like that. And I was like, yeah, okay. So someone's evidently drunk or a track fan. <laughs> so yeah. uh, now, nah, but to answer that question, Josh, Josh has had some noteworthy performances. So I'm not going to 
I'm not going to take that away from him. The blue tick deserves it. Oh, I, I thought you said not worthy uh, performances. I was like, nice. <laughs> not worthy. Let's have that out there, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll ask uh, the next one, then Josh will transition into some questions. But there's more of a comment, not a question. Um, they say, you look like Kronk from Eppner's New Groove. So uh, what is that show? Are you- I was going to say, don't even know who that is. All right. Um, maybe that'll just that. be the header for our podcast. Is just a little symbol of Kronk. Uh, it, it's a compliment, I guess. It's better than looking like um, the main character who turns into a um, you guess a llama. You well, it's either the llama. It's either to look like a llama or look like Kronk, who's a normal human. Um, so at least you don't look like a llama. All right, I'll have to take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll do. <laughs> so I'll, I'll look it up after this. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to Google it as well, to be honest. But uh, So someone asked, you versus me in a 2K. Now, that's a very interesting situation, I would say. I think that's a pretty good race right there. Because I my PB in the 3K is 835, and you should be worried about that. And then, <laughs> and obviously, you ran a very fast 15. You ran 36, right? 35, nine. Oh, give okay. the man some credit josh all right so you know I'll, i'm always gonna bet myself you're always gonna bet on yourself but i'm just gonna say it would be a very good race if is there is there pacers yeah, is I, just agree with that, yeah. I think it depends how the how the race would play out yeah yeah one-on-one would be very different to like just chucking us both into a, a high level field of of a 2k but i would want to see that i think there should be you know we we, we kind of tease this a little bit with um tin man and we were like there should be more like one like team on team like meets uh for sure like a you know barman versus beast situation or like you know barman versus um uh, tin man in a, in a 3k stuff like that just like an individual race and go out and go and do it and i think that would be a lot of fun and score a bit like a college meet and then maybe put a bit of money on the line yeah yeah it, it seemed like you did you guys did that a bit though last year right with like otc you were doing like kind of the, yeah, the portland so, track series whatever it was which, which was good mm-hmm. it, well i mean yeah it was great i think we, you know, we, were, that. we were there for the numbers for sure uh we were there to make sure there were races <laughs> so nike could keep their contracts but uh it, it was it was fun it was definitely enjoyable um but i think it it missed a certain there wasn't enough on the line it was like no one really cared if anyone beat them because everyone was like this race doesn't matter and that was like a little bit annoying uh in a, in a sense because you know you, you know you'd go out you do well or you go out you do bad and and you feel pretty similar both ways which was a bit of a shame but it was, uh, I do think there needs to be more of that. And there could be a lot of hype and, and cameras and, and videos for that. And maybe some betting or something. I think that would be a lot of fun to bring a little bit more. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. I think it's just getting people like actively gambling on the spot, which would, would turn it around massively. Even just like on little events like that, just have the Beast, Bowerman, yeah. OTC, Tinman, whoever, just have like kind of little dual meets and all go after it, which would, which would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, do you have a best altitude uh, Barman camp story? Um, what from the most from this camp or just in the past? Just, just like any camp, I think someone wants to know, like if there's been any any reckless behavior, if there's been any crazy stuff happening over over in Barman. Um, not nothing's really coming to coming to mind. It's all been pretty modest and tame, honestly. 
That's fair. We I mean, we've just been on. We're, we're on a pretty rigorous cycle, so we don't really get the opportunity to do, but especially with COVID as well, it's like not much going on at all. So this camp has been really tame. Um, I mean, you guys and, yeah, nothing's really so. come into mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All each other's nah, sorry to be boring, but I don't have anything. No one, no one wanted to throw banter on you. You don't want to throw any banter on the best story. Um, but then the next question will be. Who's quicker over 5K, Mark in Alpha Flies or Tom Pidcock carrying a bike in a muddy field? There's, Tom, there's a lo- Tom Pidcock's going to get the nod. <laughs> I, actually can't, I actually can't believe that stuff. It's, it's actually horrendous to read. Josh, have you so, seen it? Have you been, why is this you stuff? Follow along at all? No, I don't, I, I don't know who Tom oh, Pidcock yeah, is. I'll, this, Tom Pidcock is um, he's a professional cyclist. And he's just, I just seen, he, he just got announced by um, Team Ineos, who are obviously one of the best squads to, to go ride in their next tour. I think it's his first call up. So he's obviously good and he, he's, he's got the blue, the blue tick like you boys as well. Um, so he's <laughs> verified. Um, and he went out and, oh, it was back in December, but it only just came to light because he just recently posted about it. Um, and obviously, people get hold of it. So he went out and tried to break 15 minutes in the, in the 5k on the roads. Um, it, there was a clip of him doing it and everything. And he said he went out and ran 13, 25. Josh, he's jogging, but uh, there's a clip. <laughs> he's literally jogging. He's, he's in vapor fly. Um, he's in like baggy shorts and like this big waterproof jacket and stuff. And it's like, there's no way. And then I got people were starting tagging me and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to throw a bit of shit and, and tag him and call him out. Um, so I called him out and never, never heard anything back from the guy. So <laughs> he's scared. He, he, he's shaking in his, his rain boots, obviously. Um, yeah, no, I remember yeah, seeing yeah. that. And I was just like, there's no way what he's running right now is 1325 face. I mean, he was jogging. It, it honestly looked like a cool down almost like he, he was, he had a little bit of a tempo to him, but 1325 is very different than what he was doing. Yeah, mate. Yeah, um, he yeah he just came jogging by. And the fir- I saw on his Strava his first mile is down to zero seconds. And like this, he's believing his the the lines are all wonky on the Strava segment and everything like that. So it's it's not legit. And he, I don't know if he was like just bullshitting people on on his post about it and stuff, or just trying to get a reaction. But he got one by a lot of people. To be fair. <laughs> Because I, uh, I saw there was a lot of questions about him, and I, did, I didn't quite. I thought it was your mate. I was like, oh, maybe his mate. Like, no, he's not my mate. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look back into this to be honest. You, you cool. should get on a bike and do a similar post. Just like easy uh, century ride under one hour. Just absolute bullshit him. Yeah, yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he won't look at that. I'll do that, and he won't even view it though. Like, I don't even. I don't even know if he viewed my story, what I tagged him in, and stuff. So <laughs> useless. So you've obviously got some big personalities on the uh, on the Barman team. Who, who's the most boring? Go on. Have you got some boring the kids on there? I mean, boring. you've got you got like twenty guys. <laughs> you got to have some yawns in there. The main one now, just because he's new to the team, Kieran, the new Harvard guy. He's just so so quiet. So oh really? You could call him boring or quiet. He's just we're just waiting for him to come out his shell. <laughs> I like it. So there's a specific. Just the, the more people get along with each other, um, just the more years you're on a team, it's, it seems like people finally come out and 
like Josh Thompson was was really quiet for his first his first time, and he's he's quite the opposite now, calling out people and <laughs> taking shots. So that's true. Yeah, this was a, a fan submitted question, um, and we won't say who it was from, but there's a nickname that goes around for him called Jan McGordy because uh, he's so boring from what it seems. Um, but the fan submitted question is: Please flame Sean McGordy. <laughs> Uh Sean, me and Sean get along so well. There's gonna be there's gonna be no, nothing going down on here with me and Sean. Um he's please maybe that's the way Sean. he comes across to the people outside, but like amongst the team he's he's a great character to have and um he he does he does things right and it's the way he's always gonna be and he, he's just a good guy to have around. Um so that's why I'll leave it with Sean. He Consider we get along so well. Flame, so. Sean. Consider yourself flamed. <laughs> yeah, you've been flamed. See if he, listen, see if he listens to this and uh, says anything. <laughs> just ruining relationships on Byron at this point. So we should probably stop there. <laughs> We're going to slowly wrap up the banter poll, but I'm going to still read a few of these um, fan submitted questions. Just give quick responses. Who would win in a street fight between you and Butchie? Uh, me. Me? <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, how does it feel to have the last name Scott but be English? Um, well, my grandparents are Scottish, so, you know, I, I don't like it. I'm not going to lie, um, <laughs> but you can, I, can, I can't change it. So it is what it is. I'll roll with the punches with that one. I don't, someone says, I don't know a thing about him, but he needs to commit to a first name first Mark. And then with the last name, Scott, you can't have two first names. Yeah. My middle name is James as well. So take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's quality it's spelled it's spelled differently so but yeah i just i look at my bib whatever you want to call it i'm like there could be there could be something more to that you know it's just a bit boring looking down and having i feel that people like you you did it earlier you called me scott right Dave? yeah i don't think yeah. i've ever called you just, scott it, before, it sounds too first namey yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and then last thing, this is not very banterish, but favorite celebration food. If you're going to go out after a celebratory race, what are you going to snack on? Um, I'm big, big sweet tooth. So I've already got it lined up. Um, cheesecake from cheesecake factory after the 10 K this weekend. That's nice. my goal. That. That's going to be my go-to. Fantastic. I w just one quick last thing. How the heck do you spell James differently? <laughs> you were a G or something? What, I'm not, what do you mean spelled differently? I thought you said you, you spelled your middle name James differently. No, no, it's not spelled differently. I just have three first names. Oh, right. you know? Man, I was going to say that. I was like, how the hell do you <laughs> spell James differently? Is, is Mark maybe... short for something? Nah, nah. Is it wrong? Is, is Mark short for something? Um, a lot of people think my name is Marcus, but it isn't. It's just spelled with a C just to be different. Yeah, nice. Because just... Josh is not Joshua. Josh's name is actually just Josh. Yeah, I know. And deal with it. Well, you, you know your mm. own name is Josh and not Joshua. That's uh, yeah. enlightening. It's a, it's a bloody nightmare when people call me Joshua. It's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I know. Did, Olivia texted you one day and said Joshua, right? Yeah, your missus was texting me one day. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure she it's was. It's like when your parents are like shouting at you. <laughs> I know, right? 
full name, but I guess it didn't happen to you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So at this part of the the episode, we our script is done, and we want to make sure that you know you don't want to feel you know hard done by you. If there's any shots that you've got to throw at Dave, you know, for being you know D two terrible hat, you know, terrible haircut, any, <laughs> anything that comes to mind that you thought of uh, and and want to start anything, then let us know if there's any banter on your side. You can. This is the point you can throw it our way, but. It's, a, it's, it's totally up to you. We just open that up just to make people feel a little bit less of a victim. That we just Yeah, I, I, you have to do it. Take your shot while you can. Um, yeah. with, with, with Dave, it's going to be um, about this 1500 PR. Like, <laughs> what's going on with that? You got, you got a 10K guy over here with a quicker PR than you. So we need to, that needs some work. <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll put money on the line and say um, in about two and a half weeks, that 1500 meter PR will drop significantly um so are you put enough money on it because it will it will drop under marks all right uh mark what's your pr yeah i was gonna say 35 nine um, your pr is 35 nine nine three or some yeah yeah all right for every second you 50 bucks if he doesn't beat your pr no I'll, i'll do it even better for every second um i'm over your pr i'll venmo you 50 dollars Every second I'm under your PR, you Venmo me twenty dollars. So you're you're coming out ahead. All I'm gonna say is Dave's probably in thirty three, thirty four shape right now. So I would. Say, I was gonna say if you can't if you can't get under under the standard, then we need we need something else. Otherwise, you're gonna have to go up in distance. All right. How about this then? You um. I want it to be more of a more of a social bet. Uh, you have to. Uh, if I do it, if I run under your PR, you have to request verification and screenshot if you get denied. Jesus, savage, mate. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll do that. But if but if Dave doesn't go under the Olympic standard, then he will he will Venmo you fifty bucks. I think that's how it should work. All right, Olympic standard on my PR. You should be quicker than me. Yeah, but, Olympic standard is probably the standard, Dave. But All if right. you're not striving for the Olympic standard, then see, there's something wrong. See, there, there, there's a different mental switch that comes with the Olympic standard. That is like, if you want to be an Olympian, you should be able to run the Olympic standard. That is like literally the standard <laughs> of being in the Olympics. So, yeah, I think that's a fair bet. Okay, 50 bucks if I don't do it. And yeah. then you have to request verification if I go under. Maybe I'll just get a blue tick. Could be a winner, yeah. That would that's be that's a win-win. I'm a little bit worried about. You should have one already, so I'm actually helping you. Well, um, he goes out and runs like 27, 15, gets verification, and then 50 bucks would be a win-win-win for him, mate. Ah, uh, oof. Okay, well, well, well. All right, sounds like we got a deal. Okay, we got a deal. I like that. I like that a lot. I'll. Uh, yeah, and Josh, for you, um, I'm waiting for this 5K to go down as well. I had a little chuckle when I heard you were going to go for the standard, so... <laughs> I want to, I want to, the proof's in the pudding. So it, it for sure is, to be honest, mate. And I've ran one 5K. So I had a great experience. I jogged around a little bit around 13, 28. So <laughs> it's time to uh, get in with the big boys and give it a go. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Have you got, a, have you got a date in mind? I think April. Oh, not yet. I think April, but oh, okay. um, I'm not too sure about it. I'm definitely going to run one and I'm only going to run one. My goal is to run one 5K a year. And then, even if I hit the standard, walk away from the distance and, and, and never think about it again for a year. <laughs> good or bad. Good, bad. Yeah, or bad. yeah. So that's, that's a big idea. All right, but, sounds yeah. good. Uh, but I'm not going to say if I don't run the Olympic standard in the 5K, I'm going to send you money because that's not going to happen, to be honest, mate. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll PV and I'll give you a message to send you. Know, thanks for the inspiration. That's about it, really. 
That's what we'll go for. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, I just wanted, I just heard it. Uh, well, I don't know when I heard it, but yeah, I was like, that's what this guy fares, you know, getting yeah, down mean, to those 63s and stuff. Yeah, this sounds a bit quick, huh? <laughs> does sound a little bit interesting. Yeah, a little uh, we'll see how we'll see how early you get on the red line and see how it goes. Josh, Josh flattered me with uh, his prediction of, of my fitness level, so Josh should have a good good workout in a five k of we did fourteen. Him and I did fourteen by four hundred of equal recovery, averaging sixty one point seven at fifty six hundred feet. So should there. be enough to get close. We're in, we're in flexing workouts, but we're, we're in a good spot. <laughs> All right, and typically at the end of the episode, uh, as you know, and you reminded me earlier, we let the guests name the episode. So, Mark, um, it's going to be up to you what the title, it can be clickbait, it can be catchy, it can be talking about how great I am as a person and as an athlete. Um, and so whenever you're ready, I'll give you a countdown of three, two, one, and you can name the episode. All right, sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Three, two, one. Mark Scott and the midwife delivering his UK Olympic team picks. Beautiful. Maybe one of the most Mate, clever ones we've had. We're going to have every single How's UK that? distance athlete in here watching, and they're going to be real pissed and maybe send you some hate if, if they're not in those picks. But we'll just cause more drama around the world of track and field. Saying, That's what he lives for. Yeah, saying, more beef UK, so that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you very much for spending your time with us today, mate. We're excited to watch that 10K. I'm sure it's going to go fantastically well. You're obviously surrounded by some pretty great people, and, and I'm sure I'm going to see you, or we'll both see you in the circuit in the next couple of months and hopefully see you at British Champs. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a pleasure. Nice finally meeting you, Mark. Hopefully I live up to your expectations. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. What's Josh Kerr? All right, here, David Rivish. Josh Kerr. David Rivish. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest C2, 1,500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivish.